0: get your copy of god's word and turn with me to this morning to first corinthians 10 we we'll to wrap up um we, we've been talking about revival um in and different aspects we talked about a revival of purpose and i gave you six purposes in our lives uh to to know him to love him to serve him to um to to share the gospel to make disciples and we're going to wrap up today with a revival of honor giving glory to god you know the the songs we sang this morning that there's a, a vein that runs through them all uh that that there are troubles in this life right but in the face of trouble in the face of decisions in the face of everything that we encounter in life we have this incredible gift of god called grace grace is not just a theory it's not just an abstract idea it is the very thing in which god places himself in our lives his presence in our lives and so we can sing i lift my eyes up because my help comes from the lord and when we lift our eyes up to him, when we begin to praise and extol him for who he is and for all that he's done in our lives, then we can we can begin to give honor to his name. Well I want you to understand though that that this honor, this giving glory to God begins long before our circumstances. It begins when we decide in our hearts that he will be lord of our lives when we give ourselves to him when we say you know what i'm gonna walk with christ and i'm gonna walk in grace and and i'm just i'm gonna give my life to him we make a decision to give him glory long before the opportunities because if we if that's not settled in our hearts what's going to happen is with every opportunity we'll ebb and flow will up and down but if we choose on the front end that i want my life to give glory to god then our decision is already made and so then we have to ask the question we have to ask the question how is this circumstance going to give more glory to god how is my life going to lift him high read with me in first corinthians chapter 10 Verse 23, we're gonna, we'll We're read through this quickly, and we're going to settle this morning on one verse. But I, I want to read it all for its context. Verse 23, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If, any, if one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising a question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for, conscience, and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience. But his, for why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? Verse 31 is our focal, focal verse. So wherever, whatever you, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God give no offense to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. If I can set this in context, I want you to understand what Paul is dealing with in this entire passage is, number one, giving glory to God. But number two, the context of giving glory to God is about God's glory being passed out, being given out, being seen by those around us. When we live this Christian life, it is not that we live it on an island unto ourselves. It is that we live it before others, we live it publicly, we live it out loud in order that those around us can see the goodness and the glory of God in our lives. And so so our biblical truth today is this. Every action by believers should be made in believers' lives to give honor and glory to God. you hear that? Every action should be made in believers' lives to give honor and glory to God. Why? Because when we give honor and glory to God, people around us see that, and they are drawn to Him. Okay? So let, let, let's think about this thing let's define glory first what, what, it, what do you think of when you hear the word glory anybody that's what I was afraid of what do you mean when you say glory well Shakespeare coined the term pomp and circumstance that phrase and in particular it, it's considering a royal procession how when a king would proceed into, a, uh, into an area, when he would proceed into his, his realm or his capital, that when he would come in, there would be all of this pomp, all of this circumstance, all of this adoration. Some would throw roses on the ground or, or they would shout his praise. They would, uh, they would do everything they can to make that king recognize they were his loyal subjects and he was high. This concept of honor, Uh, that goes along with glory it literally it means price Uh, how much worth do you ascribe to that one you are giving glory and splendor You, you you see the the picture there this this concept of glory is is one of majesty one of splendor that that when you look upon the great god we serve what we see is we we don't bring him down to us but we we extol him higher and higher and higher because he is worthy of, of of throwing not just roses but throwing our lives down before him in in faith and service to him so when we we see this term glory it's that we ascribe we we give him worth we give him glory due due to this this great infinitely mighty king that we have in the lord so so when we think about glory we need to think god in his perfect holiness god in his perfect uh, everything perfect glory and and understand our role as his followers to to give glory to him look he doesn't need more glory right i mean he he is complete in his glory but when we live to give him glory When we make decisions to give Him glory, we are giving people around us the opportunity to see our God and come to Him. Let me tell you this morning. There's a problem. We need to talk first about our problem. Who can quote Romans 3.23? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do do you all know what that means? What does it mean to come short of the glory of God? Now, if we really think about this, we've got to go back to creation. Do you understand that when Adam and Eve were created in the image of God, they were created as lights of his great glory and splendor? You understand that he, they were created like Him. Not that they were gods, but that they, as His perfect creation, reflected His goodness, reflected His life, and all that He had given to them. So, so they, were, they were created as His glory, His glorious creation. Okay? They were, they were perfect. They didn't know sin. They didn't know a disease. They didn't know death. They didn't know sickness. They were They were reflections of His glory because they were created in His image. Something happened when Eve chose to take a bite of that fruit and Adam sat passively by to allow her to do it. um, Something happened is that that they sinned against God. They rebelled against God. And and when man rebelled against God, all of a sudden that glory that, that they knew in their relationship with God was marred, was tarnished. No, long, no longer are they sinless. No longer are they perfect in their relationship with him. But the glory is marred. And they have fallen short of it. You see, we've got a sin problem. And that sin problem, that we fall short of the glory of God, is this. That, that what once was this incredible position this incredible blessing of of walking in in this intimate relationship with god is is marred no longer can we reflect his light no longer can we reflect his glory because his glory is marred in us we have fallen short of the glory of god now now i want you to say this say this i I want you to say this to yourself i have fallen short of god's glory i have fallen short it, it needs to be personal to us it's not that we run around saying oh everybody falls short of the glory of god and we we keep it aloof we keep it as a general idea it's something that we have to understand it's very personal because i indeed have fallen short of the glory of god and in that we cannot give him the glory do his name in our daily lives when we choose to walk in sin listen when we choose to walk in sin we choose We choose to veil the glory of God that we're supposed to show. Smart. That, that folks, is why we need a Savior. Because we could never get the glory back. Adam and Eve never could do enough to get the glory back. They could not achieve God's glory again. So God, recognizing our departure, recognizing that, that, that His image in us is tarnished, Sends Jesus just the right time to live among us, to put on flesh, to live among us, to live a perfect, sinless, glorious life, and to endure the cross, to pay our sin debt. Listen to how Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 says, For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. You see the point of the cross? The point of the cross is not just so you and I can go to heaven. The point of the cross is that the image of God that is tarnished in us because of our sin can be restored in Jesus. That in Christ, God Almighty is bringing many sons to glory to redeem us, to bring us back into that relationship with Him that they once had. Look, we're not perfect in any way, but now because of Christ, because of the cross, because of His work, you and I can walk with Jesus. We can once again give glory to His name. We can once again lift Him high cause of the work of christ to bring many sons and daughters back to the glory he bestowed upon and so in christ we're brought back we're brought back to him we're redeemed and restored but look there's this purpose here this purpose whatever you whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god this purpose for our lives as followers of christ again it's not just that we go to church it's not just that when we die we go to heaven the purpose that paul had the purpose that jesus had was to give glory jesus prayed father as the son has glorified your name now glorify me if that is the purpose of Christ then that ought to be the purpose of his followers to give glory to his name that's our purpose and how are we going to do that when we choose to live and walk with him once the problem of falling from glory is resolved in Jesus then we are set to this purpose of giving him more more glory why? so that others can recognize him others can see his goodness and others can in turn come to him this is the glory of God revealed in our lives when we see his goodness when we see his power on display uh, we, we don't take time but Brother Joe could stand up and tell you uh, in, our, in our meeting on Thursday night our our planning team heard how God has already begun to show His goodness to our Love Your Neighbor project. And in showing that goodness, what we know will happen as we saw last year, we saw God glorify His name. He showed out last year. He's already showing out this year and we've not even started yet. We can know His goodness in our lives. And it's not just in the big projects, but in the everyday, I was I was sitting in my office this morning listening to some music and, 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 and I, I scrolled and I saw this video. It was, it was a young man and his grandmother. They were singing, and they're singing glory to God just for getting them up this morning. That's the goodness of the Lord. Look, can you take a breath? Y'all don't even have to think about it. That's the goodness of the Lord that His grace is sufficient, that we know today. And what happens when we see the goodness of the Lord in our lives is that we begin to praise Him. And we begin to uh, give adoration to Him. And when the glory of the Lord is seen in our lives and we begin to glorify His name, we begin to make decisions so that we don't rob Him of glory, so that we give more glory. What happens is the people around us, those that, that we come into contact with in the workplace, those that we come into contact with at home and, and our hobbies on the ball field, they begin to see the glory of God and the goodness He places on our lives. And when they see that expression of God's glory, they begin to draw nearer to Him or He begins to draw near to them. Look, if your friends know that you go to church on Sunday, that's a good thing. But if your life doesn't back that transition up, you're not giving glory to His name. That's all you got as I go to church on Sunday. That's not glorifying His name. It's how you encounter Him and extol Him and praise Him in the the day-to-day, how the people around you know that God is active in that man's life or that woman's life. You see, they see us. They see Him in us. And are drawn to it. That's the purpose of God's glory, the purpose that we should live our lives, that we should make our decisions, so that God gets more glory. Why? Well, there's a point. There's a point to the glory of God, and I've already alluded to this. That the result of giving the Lord glory is this: God is glorified. Uh, that's a result. That more and more uh, people are are extolling, are, are lifting Him high people see him in the spotlight. That is that when God is glorified in our lives, they don't hear about us and what we've done and what we've accomplished near as much as they hear about him. Not only is he glorified, God is magnified. They see him in the spotlight, but when he's glorified in our lives, he comes more clearly into view. People begin to, to, to recognize that he's not afar off. He is near. He is in my life. He's in your life. And when God is glorified and magnified, guess what? People are purified. Why? How are people purified when God is glorified in our lives? Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I draw all men. Unto me, because as they are drawn to Jesus through our consciousness of giving Him glory, then they are purified when they are saved, when they are forgiven, when their lives are restored back to the glory God intended in His image of creation. Fourth thing, y'all getting ahead of me, people are edified. That's a church term, right? I know it's a church term, but if I was going to keep my glorified, magnified, purified, and edified, that's all I could come up with. But it it means to be built up, to grow. It means that, that, that when Christ is glorified in your life, when Christ is glorified in you, then the believers around you will be strengthened because of the glory you give His name. You see, the results are this that when we are living to glorify Christ in our lives, then the people around us will be impacted to in turn give Him glory as well. Now here's the question. What do you do normally during the week? Whether whether you eat or drink. He's talking about this, this whole system that you and i don't have to worry about the the, the meat sacrifice to idols that that doesn't pertain to us today this way says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all to the glory of god so the question here's a qu- question for you what do you do during the week How many of you go to work? Some of you are like, I do, but I don't want anybody to know about it. Some of you are raising your hand because you want somebody to know about it, although you don't. I'm kidding. What do you do? You go to work. Well, let me ask you, in your workplace, how can you give God more glory? If your work ethic... Is just like everybody else's, or if your attitude is that you complain all the time just as much as the next guy, guess who is not getting the glory? God's not. You see, if 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 you go to work, then you ought to work as though that work is unto the Lord. Martin Luther King Jr. said of the the, the street sweepers of of Memphis. If if you, whatever you do, if you are sweeping the streets, sweep them to the glory of God. Cleaning toilets, clean them to the glory of God. Well, uh, let's see. How many of you during the week you you play? Anybody play during the week? Come on now, y'all are not that boring. Yeah, thank you, girl. Y'all are proud to play. Now, look, some of you adults, you know you play. I like to play. I like to have fun. Well, does your how, how can you give glory to God when you play? Or, let's see, some of you are married. You're a husband or you're a wife. How is it that in your relationship together your relationship before your children, how is it that you can give glory to God? I can't answer all these this morning, but I want you to think that the glory of God pertains to whatever you do. Whatever you do should be done to give glory to God. So think through your week. Here's your assignment for the week. Think through everything you do this week and ask yourself, how can I give more glory to God? How can I give that shot for the glory of the Lord? How can I drive that truck to the glory of the Lord? How can I, how, Rusty, how can you mow that lawn to the glory of the Lord? How can I uh, how can I deal with these kids at camp to the glory of the Lord? Whatever you do should be done to the glory of the Lord. How many of you talk during the week? Uh, because I, the r- reality is, y'all won't talk to me on Sunday morning we're all mute on Sunday morning but I know you talk you ever thought about how your talk might give glory to the Lord or take it from Him whatever you do do it all to the glory of the Lord I'm going to be honest with you this morning it's a struggle because sometimes things pop out of my mouth or sometimes I think thoughts prior to giving glory to the Lord. I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you right here, right now. Before you make decisions this week, before you get out of bed in the morning, ask yourself this, this question. Can I do it for the glory of the Lord? What or how can I do this better for the glory of the Lord? How can I run my business better for the glory of the Lord? How can I treat my co-workers better for the glory of the Lord? How can I drive better for the glory of the Lord? How can I sleep? What? How can I sleep better for the glory of the Lord? You know, the proverb says this. Proverbs said it is foolish for a man to stay up late and rise up early. So it may be that what you need to give more glory to the Lord is to get some rest. Because rest is an act of worship when we do it properly. That's why God gave us the Sabbath day. So hear me this morning. What is it you can do to better give glory to the Lord? Some of you this morning need to begin by letting Christ restore glory of his image to you in salvation. You need to allow him to bring you back to glory. Maybe this morning that's where you are. You know that you're you've tarnished his image and what you need is, is the sin in your life. You need the guilt dealt with. You need to be washed and clean. No greater way to give glory to the Lord than to give your life to him and let him make you new. Maybe this morning, Christian, you need to begin with some repentance. You need to recognize that you've chosen to, to walk in sin, and you've chosen to veil the glory behind in your life because you walk outside of, uh, of that relationship, or you walk in sin throughout the week. Hear me. Repentance is the first step to giving glory to His name. Would you begin with me today to seek the Lord's face in a revival of honor? God, whatever I do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, however you want me to respond, would you help me, oh God, to give glory to your name? Pray God, Father. Living where we do. In the culture and the government we have, we don't fully recognize giving glory to, to others, giving glory to royalty. And Lord, I'm afraid that, that sometimes we we fail to see how we can give glory to your name. Father, I pray that you would help us to recognize that even in the mundane, even in the simple things, you call us to give glory to you. Father, you know our hearts. You know our failures. You know our our weaknesses. You know, Lord, how we have so often taken that glory from you. Father, I pray today that with repentance and faith we would all run to you to begin afresh giving honor and glory to your name in Jesus